And welcome to Thursday on the Puro Pelka podcast. It's Mike here with a whole bunch of stuff to get to. Yesterday, Wednesday, we did not have Dr. Michael Roizen from the Cleveland Clinic due to some technical issues, but we have him today. So Wellness Wednesday moves to Thursday, and we'll talk to Dr. Roizen in just a little bit. Plus, Lauren Fix the Car Coach is popping in to talk about what she's going to have on the 4-Minute Friday tomorrow, and she's going to give us her driving impressions of the new Humvee, the electric Humvee, which I don't know anybody who can afford it, but we're still going to hear about it, and we'll maybe talk about what's happening next week at the International Auto Show in New York City. I'm still going to try and get there and meet up with Lauren, but there's a whole bunch of stuff going on today. Katenji Brown-Jackson, Judge Katenji Brown-Jackson, will probably cross the finish line today with the full Senate voting on her confirmation to the Supreme Court. My prediction, it's going to be 54 to 47. So I think you're going to have four Republicans crossover. But it doesn't matter. It was a done deal anyway. And the Senate, speaking of the Senate, they're also working on banning Russian oil trading. And why wasn't this done before? And why didn't you pull Russia's trade status before? It's only been seven now into the eighth week of this war. Thousands of people dead, millions of lives disrupted and changed forever. And we should have acted in this way earlier. And the sanctioning of Putin's daughters, they're billionaires, by the way. Putin's adult daughters are now being sanctioned. Uh, Why wasn't that done earlier? If you're really serious, if you really believe sanctions don't work or do work, even though you tell us they don't work, why wasn't this done earlier? We will see. We will see. There is good news out of Texas, state of Texas, Texas Governor Abbott has announced that he's going to start busing people who cross the border illegally to Washington, D.C. Just leave them there. Let Joe deal with it. And at the same time, Governor DeSantis of Florida says he's going to make good on his promise to send those illegals dumped in his state to Joe Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware. Send it to his beach house. He really likes the beach house, Governor. That's where I think you should send it. And we're giving cell phones to the illegals. Did you know that? Cross the border and get yourself a cell phone. Uh, Jen Snarky saying it's. It's so the people are able to uh, communicate with the government and find out when their immigration hearing is. Sure it is. Who's paying for this? Anybody who doesn't have a cell phone or, or has to pay for their monthly bill, just remember the government's handing out thousands of them. My buddy Rich Zioli had a great line today. He said, if you crack your sk- screen, just go across the border and cross into the country. And pretend you're illegal and see if they'll they'll fix your screen for you. Very good. Excellent, sir. We are also hearing a whole lot more about Hunter Biden. There seems to be a whole lot of noise about Hunter Biden. And all of the information that we knew over a year ago was real in the Hunter Biden laptop is now apparently really starting to get a whole bunch of attention. 
And uh, CBS News talked about it last night, saying there are 150 incidences, I think it was reported by Chuck Grassley to CBS News, of questionable business engagements between Hunter Biden and several Weasley people and or countries. And then there's the question that Jen Snarky, the press secretary, is denying. The question of whether or not Hunter and Joe were office mates. Yeah. Office mates. Because Joe's name was on a memo when they wanted keys to the office that Hunter had. Here's a little bit of that exchange. So when Hunter Biden is emailing a landlord, uh, please have keys made available for new office mates, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Jim Biden. That you're disputing. They were not office mates, no. They were not office mates. Okay. Great. So why was it in the memo? That's the next question. If, if they're not office mates, why was it in the memo? Madam, I'm just saying. Then there's the story about Joe Biden writing letters of recommendation for the children of a Chinese business partner of Hunter Biden's letters to try and get into special college entrance uh, slots. On another topic, was it common for President Biden to do favors for Hunter Biden's international business partners, like writing college recommendations for their kids? I have I've seen the report. I have no confirmation or comment on a report about whether or not the president, when he was a private citizen, wrote a college recommendation letter for an individual. Not just for an individual, for the child of a Chinese business partner of the president's son. Someone who uh, it just makes me so angry, really does make me angry. And I'm hoping there will be a lot more attention paid to this. But with CBS News paying attention, of course, the New York Post is covering it. They have a great story about 12 times Joe Biden appeared to know what Hunter Biden was doing overseas. And Joe always said, I had no idea what my son was doing. I had no idea what my son's business engagements were all about. They never talked about it. Right? Right, Jen Snarky? The president has said that he never spoke to his son about his overseas business dealings. Is that still the case? Yes. Yes, but no, there's now a list of a dozen we know of. There will be a major document dump, a digital document dump in the next couple of weeks. 450 gigabytes of Hunter Biden data to be released within weeks. People have been going through the, uh, the laptop hard drives and allocating or collecting the data, and they will be releasing that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, a couple of other things. It's, it's kind of disturbing when the, uh, the Health and Human Services Secretary can't define a woman or can't say whether or not only women can get pregnant. That happened yesterday in a hearing. Lauren Boebert asking uh, Javier Bocera, can, can men get pregnant? And he kind of danced around it. He should have just said no and uh, been done with it, but they're afraid. They're afraid. They're afraid of, of the, the, uh, the woke left. Boris Johnson, the prime minister of England, he's not afraid. He talked quite openly about the whole trans thing and uh, protecting women and women's sports and the gender thing. Um, I don't think that it's, it's reasonable for uh, 
kids to be deemed so-called Gillick competent to take decisions about uh, their their gender or ir- irreversible treatments that they, they may they may uh, have. I just don't. I, I think there should be parental involvement at the at the very least. That's Secondly, I don't think that. Uh, Biological males should be competing in female sporting events, and, and, and maybe I'm, maybe that's a controversial thing to say, but it just it just seems to me to be sensible. And uh, I also happen to think that um, women should have spaces wh- which are, whether it's in 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 hospitals or prisons or change rooms or wherever, which are, are dedicated to to uh, to women. That's as far as my thinking has developed on this on this issue. Well, that's a hell of a lot further than most American politicians' thinking has developed, sir. I know that uh, Leah Thomas's father, Leah Thomas, the man who calls himself Leah Thomas, identifies as a woman despite having male genitalia, likes to walk around the women's locker rooms with his twig and berries hanging out. Uh, his, his father, her father, don't want to... Don't want to misgender Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas's father has said the women need to get over it. Really? Really, people? Doesn't make any damn sense, does it? No. A couple other items we'll get to before we get Dr. Royzen in here. Uh, there's a story out of Chicago, my old hometown, a church not far from Chicago in the area called Chicago Land Oak Park has said they are, this Lenten season, fasting from whiteness. Now, what in the hell does that mean? They're not going to be singing any hymns or playing any music in ceremonies, church services, that was written by white people. Now, that seems racist, right? Yes, it does. How can a beautiful hymn have a race, or how can you see color? Yes, there's lots of beautiful spiritual music written by people of many colors. Why not just highlight a diverse mix instead of ostracizing one color? That's racism. And speaking of racism, the Joy Reid Show, which is frequently pushing racist behavior over on MSNBC, has this uh, character named Ellie Mistal, who's a regular contributor, commentator, was talking about the questions of the soon-to-be-voted-on Judge Ketenji Brown-Jackson and trying to make a point. And the point is always, everyone is racist who's white. Unless, of course, you've signed the fealty pledge to the uh, Democratic Party. But this this little exchange bothered me. It is a dog whistle to get the QAnon people and sick them on whoever that is. And you've talked about the fact that they know these people are dangerous and they're doing it on purpose because they don't care if... If this judge, if Judge Jackson gets hurt, I'm going to let you talk. Yeah. So when I first brought this up, what did these conservatives say? How dare you say that asking questions about her record is inciting violence against her? Well, first of all, because it's not. A judge has a record. The record tells you how they view the law, how they will generally rule on the law. It's not inciting violence. It's just stating facts. Just see, they ain't questions anymore. Because unfrozen caveman congresswoman is no longer asking questions. She's making declarative statements. He's talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And um, he just misgendered her. He said she's an unfrozen caveman. She's a woman, so there's a violation. You need to go on the cancellation couch. About 
pedophilia and who is for it and who is against it. And well, Judge Jackson, Judge Brown Jackson, or Jackson Brown, I forget which it is, Judge Katenji Brown Jackson, uh, sentenced a, uh, a pedophile to a very minimal sentence. And just over the weekend, that same person was out and arrested for assault. So good work, Judge. It's basically what you saw all throughout the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday, starting with hypocrite Lindsey Graham and going on down through their whole party. All these people see is race. They're the ones pushing the hatred. And I hope everybody finally realizes who they are. Let them keep talking. They will tell you exactly who they are. Uh, we're still hopeful that Elon Musk and his presence on the board at um, Twitter will have a positive effect. And uh, maybe Donald Trump comes back. Charlie Gasparino was talking about it on one of the financial shows the other day and had this to say about Elon Musk and maybe Donald Trump coming back to Twitter. He's been hypercritical of them throwing off the Babylon Bee, the conservative uh, right. parody site. Of, uh, Has he said anything about pushing to bring back Donald Trump? That's a great question. We don't, not yet. That is the money shot. If he brings, if he tries to bring back Trump, then you know that he's got them by the you-know-whats. Yes, by the you-know-whats, and I think he will. It's all about more ideas, not fewer. It's all about an exchange of ideas, not silencing one so you can get your point across. That's what real intellectual discussion is all about. And speaking of real intellectual discussion, why don't we talk to our buddy Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic. Well, Dr. Roizen delayed is not Dr. Roizen denied. Yesterday, Wellness Wednesday, we had some technical issues. We're back. And uh, Dr. Michael Roizen of the Cleveland Clinic is joining us for our weekly discussion. He, of course, is one of the brains behind the soon-to-be-released Great Age Reboot, a book that's coming out September 13th. You should order it today. It's about cracking the longevity code for a younger tomorrow, for you and for me, hopefully. Dr. Royce, I'm glad you're here, my friend. I'm glad I'm here, too. It's amazing how uh, getting a new iPhone can ruin everything in <laughs> your apps and associations. So I apologize for missing yesterday. I was taking the heat for that. I, I'm glad you fessed up and said it's the phone, but... That, that phone will, it'll work out. It'll all settle in and everything will be cool. I, I was looking over your research, Doc, and um, there were things I was going to ask you anyway. Um, and one I'm surprised to see on here that my wife would like to ask uh, about, and I'm sure you know which one it is. But um, let's get into uh, the first one, number eight. Back in the 80s, the very early 80s, I used to go into a place that had those sensory deprivation tanks, and they were a chain of, um, of places all around the country. There were like 800 of them, and you could go in and float in this dark tank full of uh, intensely salinated water. It's like 800 pounds of Epsom salts inside it. And I'd float for an hour, and I'd feel great afterwards. Is this still a thing? Apparently, it still is a thing. I've never seen or heard of it, but it is with Epsom salts. It is, uh, you do float around for 30 minutes, and you're supposed to get the uh, benefit of that. Well, 
I will tell you this. The water temperature was, as I was told, the temperature of your skin surface. So once you got in and once you closed the, the door on, it was like being in a coffin, honestly. Uh, but all you, all that was out of the water was your face, the tips of your fingers and your toes. And you eventually, once you settled in, felt like you were weightless. And because the water was the same temperature as your skin surface, you didn't feel the water. And you could hear your heartbeat because it was a really quiet place. And I will tell you, it was very relaxing. But you know what seemed to take the, uh, the bloom off that rose back in the early 80s? You were claustrophobic. No, I wasn't. But it was the AIDS epidemic that nobody wanted to go into a public tank that had been used by complete strangers, even though they flushed the water and filtered it and whatever. Everybody's like, well, that's a dark thing. I'm like, what grows? What can live in 800 pounds of Epsom salt water? I didn't think anything could. I wish I had bought one of the tanks, Doc. They really were relaxing, and I think they helped like stress on your back. I have no idea. We can't find good data on it. Hmm. Um, but a lot of people, anyone who isn't claustrophobic can use them and uh, seems to help manage stress as a major benefit. So well, since back pain is caused by stress, maybe that's the uh, that was part of the solution. Well, I, I'm not sure if I still have any of the articles or any of the data, but the Dallas Cowboys at the time in the early 80s reportedly had several of these tanks in their training facility. And they would use them. Uh, it was complete darkness, as I said. They did have sonic transducers under the water, like the little speakers in the water. So you could listen to music. Or people were saying that they could do hyper learning. They could listen to books on double speed or Spanish tapes. And they could do concentrated learning. I just know it felt good. And all that Epsom salts was good for your skin. I will accept what you say without uh, um, the data, but we ought to get the data. Um, the person who wrote this article is a friend, so I will try and get the data from them. All right, enough of the weird stuff that I experienced back in the 80s, uh, and maybe this ties into it. Number 12, bong use at home quickly fills the air with toxins. Um are we really talking about bongs and smoking pot at home? Yeah, this is actually, or in any group setting, the bong, this is amazing. The particulate matter inside goes up between a hundred and a thousand fold. Really? Not, I mean, if you, if you look at it compared to the levels from the wildfire in the September 2020 Bay Area, mm -hmm. which huge this is tenfold greater particulate matter in the uh, dose that is problematic so th it's not just that you're smoking the pot but you're also breathing in some pretty nasty air it is particulate matter has been this high levels of particulate are associated with both disease and death from cardiac causes from cancer and even dementia so there is a real problem with this. Wow. I, I, that is stunning. I, and I'm not a marijuana user. I have debates with people about casual 
and recreational marijuana use. I've seen the benefits of medicinal on on several levels in both uh, a niece and in my friend Montel Williams. So I understand there are benefits to medical. I'm just not sold on the recreational thing, but you guys do you. Uh, Doc, number 14 here. Um, am I saying this right? Uh, when you have kidney stones, they used to do something called lithotripsy. That's the exact correct, correct pronunciation. So lithotripsy is ultrasound uh, delivered to the kidney, high energy ultrasound. This is a different way of doing it. Um, maybe without anesthesia needed that mm. dissolves the stone. And it again is it's a blasting the kidney stone with high energy, um, but is called shockwave. And it is a um, non-invasive, if you will, but more energy delivered to the stone and less problem from that energy. Was there a problem with lithotripsy that they were looking for a different way to smash those things? Uh, the problem with lithotripsy was not a problem other than it was expensive. You did it in a hospital um, and you needed anesthesia for it. Oh. So, uh, but no other problem. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. They, they may have found a, a cheaper way. Um, the, you have in your research one of the stories I was going to send you. I'm a big fan of the avocado. And now I'm hearing that we should be eating two servings a week. And it can help, uh, is it the heart? Yeah, so a serving is a handful. That is how much can you hold in your palm. And whether it's avocado or half tablespoon of olive oil or walnuts and salmon, they are the same thing hmm. from the standpoint of this study and other data that they decrease all-cause mortality, which means they decrease cardiac and other cancer and dementia about the same about 20 percent whether it's a half tablespoon of olive oil a, a night or whether it is two servings of avocado a week this is data from the nurses health study and the health professionals follow-up study and uh for about 110,000 people it's epidemiologic data so it's not randomized controlled trial but it is very consistent in the united states in these in this study out of um, Tufts and, and Harvard, um, as well as the studies from Australia and uh, from Spain, all found the same thing. So this is really the third study finding the benefits of healthy fat. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I've been monitoring your Twitter feed. Dr. Michael Roizen has a great Twitter feed. And you've been putting some uh, recipes up. And I, I've been telling people, you know, eating healthy doesn't have to be boring or, or tasteless. You've got some great stuff up there. and All, all 93 recipes in our cooking uh, sessions are at uh, Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O dot com slash showcase slash in the kitchen. And you'll see us uh, cooking 93 different dishes. Well, this is great. This is great. Dr. Royson on Vimeo in showcase. And what was the last part there? In the kitchen? In the kitchen. In the kitchen. That's fantastic. I will be going there after we talk today. And now the I'm going to end here, Doc, with the one story that my wife wants to know, uh, or she wants me to ask. Why am I so gassy? I didn't think that would be the one you asked. So you're not doing enough exercise. 
guys, you're having too many cruciferous vegetables, you're lactose intolerant and sneaking in dairy products in prepared food, you have uh, constipation, or uh, you're having narcotics, decongestants, allergy medicines that do it. And the other one is, and, and by the way, carbonated beverages, fermented food, and popcorn, and especially high fructose corn syrup. And the thing that uh, is most people don't know is that when they sleep, if they're mouth breather, breathers, they do it too. Wow. So mouth breathing while you're sleeping can add to the gassiness. Uh, the popcorn surprised me. I didn't see that coming. But you say that you have six tips to find relief? The key ones to find relief are, uh, if you will, is exercise um, and uh, we'll, we'll go over the others uh, next week, if okay. that's okay. We'll tease it for next week. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to add in the seventh. Open the windows. Take care. Thank you, Dr. Royzen. My privilege. Thank you. One of my favorite segments every week is when I get to hang out with our buddy, Lauren Fix, the car coach, and we get to talk about cars, the new cars, what's happening in the world of automotives, and all kinds of stuff. And sometimes I get mad because there's things that happen that irritate me. But Lauren's joining us. I, I can't wait to pick her brain on her test drive of the new Hummer EV. But she's also got something else going on. Hello, my friend. Hello. Yes, I'm, I'm actually driving a Range Rover. We've got a hybrid one that we're going to get to drive. And, and I'll be uh, on Fox News this weekend talking about electric vehicles. My wait, favorite subject. <laughs> are, are you going to be in New York on the plaza? Yeah. Yes, I am. I am bringing some cool vehicles, and as a World Car Juror, we are announcing the World Car of the Year next week at the New York Auto Show. I'm bringing, well, two of the three, because there's all kinds of restrictions, but I'll have two of the three. So you will have two of the three finalists for World Car of the Year, and they are all EVs? Yes, and so you've got the Kia EV6, the Hyundai Ioniq 5, which is the one I can't bring, the Ford Mach-E, and so in addition, I'm bringing a luxury finalist, which is the BMW iX, mm -hmm. and we may have a couple surprises. I'm waiting for final approval, and we'll bring something. I'll bring a fifth something that's electric. So if we're, we're going to do the theme, let's continue the theme. Who's doing your segment? Who's hosting your segment? Typically, we get everybody who's working on the weekend, which is how I met Tucker and a couple of the people that have rotated through over the years. I've been doing this since Fox first started, but I work with other networks as well. I'm not, everyone needs to know about cars, no matter what your political perspective. That's true. That, that's very true. But they haven't told you if it's going to be like Will Kane or Lawrence Jones or who, who it's going to be. I don't know who's working this weekend. I know it'll be Will Kane, but you never know. Uh, and so it's, it's been fun. I've worked with Emily Campagno before. Uh, and then, like I said, all the way back from the beginning, pretty much everybody. And I sometimes we do the weekdays, but with all the news in the world, they've just moved us to Sundays. So yeah. that's fine. At least we get the message out. Well, if it's Will, Will and Lawrence are my brothers. They, they, oh, had, uh, really? yeah, we stay in touch. We, uh, we kind of spend a lot of time together at the Blaze. So I hope you get one of them. So if you do, Say hi for oh, me. Oh, I will say your name for sure. 100%. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, let's uh, let's see where we're going. Um, before we came on the air here, I told you that uh, this week I was at the gas station at the Wawa and filling up my tank, and I was waved at by some woman over by the um, the air free air pump. And she's, can you help me? Can you help me? 
and she didn't <laughs> she didn't know how to use the air pump to inflate a tire that was low. And I, I was giving her the lecture: Hey, keeping your tires inflated to the right pressure can actually help your your gas, your mileage on on your car. Because I learned that from Lauren Fix, the car coach, and I showed her how to how to do it. I, I did two of the four uh, wheels with her. And then I said, all right, now you do the other two. And I watched her do the other two. And she goes, you're a good teacher. I said, well, I had a good teacher. And Lauren, <laughs> Lauren fixed the car coach. So you said, well, um, inflating tires is part of the four-minute Friday this week? Right. So what we're talking about is I've done this before, but I think it's a good reminder. So last week I talked about um, things that people don't think about. We talked about, well, dumping those oil reserves, lower gas prices, not really. And you're going to see just a little teeny dip and then it goes up. And don't let the mainstream media convince you that dumping all this oil is going to lower prices because it's not. Because you're not producing oil. You're just using stuff that we stored for emergencies. This is not an emergency. This is high prices. And it's not the oil refineries. It's the issue. It's the supply chain and the government putting too many regulations in place. So why we're stuck here with high gas prices, what do we do? Because you and I are all stuck here. You know, we go to the pump and we just go, oh, it cost me over $100 to fill up my SUV. I was like, this is absurd. So what can you do to lower your fuel economy? One, your driving is a huge impact on, on your fuel economy. So if you're a heavy person on the gas, you keep your foot in the gas to the lights and the light's red and you go right to the edge and then you jump on the brakes. All that is considered aggressive driving. It is. It's the way I drive too. But laying off the gas and easing on the brakes, all those type of smart driving, being smooth, using your cruise control, except for if it's raining, um, will actually help save you on fuel. That's like the number one thing. And then, of course, that maintenance. If you get that check engine light, I promise you that check engine light is hurting your fuel economy. So if you have it on, you think it's going to go away. It always it comes on. It goes away. No, that is emissions related. And what the system does is it hurts your fuel economy. So if you've noticed your fuel economy being off, get it taken care of. Of course, basic maintenance, tire pressure, which we'll talk about in a second, changing your oil, having it run at its perfect, you know, running. If it runs its best, just like you, you're, you're being efficient. But if you're struggling, you use more energy. And the same thing is true with your car. So that's why checking your tires are important because there's only four things that touch the ground. And that's your tires. And that contact patch actually touches the ground is about the size of your fist. Hmm. So when you realize that no matter how big those tires are, there's still so much of a contact patch. And that's why you want to check your tire pressure once a month. Use the number inside your driver's door. Do it in the morning when your tires are cold. If you don't want to go to the gas station, you don't have one near you that's free, you can buy a pump that connects to your lighter and the other end to your tire. They're about $20. But get a digital tire pressure gauge. Don't rely on the free tire gauge that's attached to those pumps. Because you know what people do with them when they're done. They throw them at the ground which makes them inaccurate because anything that you the gauge that you throw at the ground is not going to be accurate. So keep that in mind that, you know, getting a tire pressure gauge, a digital one's like 10 bucks and share it with your family. You don't have to just use it for your car only. You share it with whoever else. Hey, Mike, do you want to borrow this tire pressure gauge? And, and I think that'll make people like spread it around a little bit. Also take that junk out of your trunk. I can't tell you people have golf clubs. Oh, I'm going to golf this weekend. We'll take them out and put them back in when you need them or kids gear or sports gear or winter gear, or just leave your spare tire in, leave your emergency kit, take everything else that's excess out. And it, it will save you about two miles to the gallon. Especially uh, if you're one to carry junk. Lauren, Lauren, I have to take exception to something here. 
I know you're uh, a golfer. I, I know you, you never are. know when a golf game will present itself. So golf clubs are a necessity. Winter clothes you can take out now. You can take the scraper out. You can take the shovel out. You can take the bag of extra salt that you put in there for emergencies. But right. golf clubs are an essential component to oh, okay. every car. How and much do your golf clubs weigh? I don't care. At this point, it... <laughs> There's nothing worse than to be at a golf course and having to say, can I use the pro shop clubs? No, you know how your clubs work. That's I'm going to leave an exception for that. But I have to go back to something you said earlier. You were talking about things you can do to improve your mileage and things you do based on how you drive. And you said something. I've always used cruise control a lot because if you're going on like a 60, 80, 90 mile, 90 mile drive, you put the cruise on, it's going to be it's going to be smooth sailing and it does help. But you said not during the rain. Why? Okay. What happens is if you've ever experienced hydroplaning where water gets underneath the tires and you get that uncomfortable feeling of the car not having control, that's because you get water underneath. So you have a higher chance of hydroplaning, actually a really darn good one, uh, when your car is on cruise control because it's expecting to maintain 55 miles an hour. You said 55 miles an hour and I love cruise control for that reason but when it's raining it wants to continue to maintain that speed even if there's no traction and so that's when things could get scary mm, so okay. you definitely don't want to it's, oh it's been said for years of course no one listens you don't use cruise control when it's icy and snowy out or when it's raining it just there's the traction is different than what the speed you want it to be so this gives you the ability to have more car control and also, don't forget that 30-second rule. If your car is going to sit for 30 seconds and idle while you're sitting in the line at Starbucks, the dry cleaners, getting your kids, whatever, shut the vehicle off. You're getting zero miles to the gallon. Zero there, miles to the gallon is like waste. You're just throwing it away. Just, there, just there, let are, it there are a lot of cars that automatically shut off, and then the minute you take your foot off the brake or touch the accelerator, the ignition kicks in again. My car has that. I shut that off on my car. That's well, at that auto off. Yeah, I do well, that too. I, I don't but... like it at a light. Although, honestly, what you save if you're just using it at stoplights, it's like thirty, like like maybe a tablespoon for that thirty seconds. Hmm. But if you're thinking I'm going to sit in line and get my coffee at my favorite coffee place, you're better off parking your car, going inside, getting your coffee, getting back in your vehicle, and taking off. There's a lot of people that sit in their car idle, idling while they go through their phone. While idling while they're waiting in line, idling while they're waiting 20 minutes for your kid to come out of school. We've all been there. Whatever it might be, a friend, you're sitting at the airport, whatever it is, shut the vehicle off. Um, and that is that is probably the best way. I mean, it's pretty simple. But if you're going to sit that long, why waste the fuel? Yeah, it's a great and, point. And you can bypass the auto off on your BMW's little button. It's right on top of stuff. the ignition button. It's right there. Yeah. I'm very familiar with it. I have, in fact, turned it off at times. But uh, <laughs> and I'm trying. I'm trying to be a good citizen. I'm trying to do my part. But now that you told me it only saves me a teaspoon or a tablespoon per tablespoon, per yeah. light, I, I'm disengaging it immediately. So take the it's junk. It's brutal on your starter. Your starter See, doesn't like that. That's what I thought. But, you know, they're going to sell you another starter. Uh, I, I tell tell people, take the junk out of your trunk, except for your golf clubs. Uh, get the winter <laughs> crap out of there. Inflate your tires properly. Drive smoother. Don't be a jackrabbit starter, even though it's tempting. And you'll yep. save money on gas. Now, let's talk about uh, driving the uh, the Humvee. Can we talk about the new sure. EV Humvee and the crab walking? The embargo has lifted. 
uh, actually just just right now as we speak. Um, yeah, the super truck is really cool. So I, I'm not an EV person, but I do appreciate a well-built vehicle that performs as stated. So if you're telling me the car is just an appliance, great, I know that. If you're telling me the car is something special, it better do that. And in this case, the Hummer EV, it truly is a super truck. Uh, they have such cool stuff. I mean, it's this was meant to be more of a shocker. And they've got 65,000 reservations, although not all of them will convert to orders, but about 80% have. And the problem is they can't make these fast enough. we got a chip shortage, a rubber shortage, a harness shortage. So it's, they're making them as fast as they can. You'll start seeing them on the road probably as early as today, believe it or not. Uh, and one of those things is the fact that, first off, we have to talk about the size of this vehicle. It is huge. And it weighs, ready for this? 9,500 pounds. Wow. Wow. Well, batteries. you got three motors. you got one in the front and two in the back. And what does that mean? Now, mind you, this is not like an F-150 Lightning. That's more of a normal vehicle that people will own. This is a very special vehicle where you pull up to tell your buddies, I got one of these. You didn't get one? What's wrong with you? So it's one of those kind of, I have a Lamborghini kind of things. Hmm. Um, so it's, it has about 1,000 horsepower and 11,500 pound-feet of torque, which is crazy. No one needs that much. And remember, if you use it all on a regular basis and you're not just driving the vehicle, your battery life is not going to get the full maximum. The full maximum on these batteries, there's that many of them, is 350 miles of range, which is great. But it, it truly has serious off-road capabilities. Uh, my review probably won't come out until next week, but it's got great off-road capabilities. And we got to do these, they call it Watts to Freedom, which initials are WTF. And we do a launch of this thing. They they do a drag ice to drag race. So they do a they call it tree and they drop the lights, you know, you know, red, yeah. yellow, 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 sure. green. Um, so uh, we did a launch. It's zero to sixty is like two seconds. It's it's fast. I read Get out. Car, so it's they, it, to uh, me it wasn't as shocking as it was to some other journalists. But Lauren, ninety five hundred pounds, zero to sixty in, in two to three seconds, that's impressive. Oh, it's impressive. It's super impressive. Are, are you going to do that? Sure. You could launch that all day long, but you won't get that much life out of it. So it's not a Hellcat or a Demon where you go to the gas station, fill up in seven minutes, and you're on your way. You'll have to find a fast charging station. This is 800-volt architecture, so it will charge 100 miles in 12 minutes. Hmm. So if you have that available to you, it's in your area. Like where I live, there is no level three chargers. There's just no such thing. You can plug it in the wall. It'll take a lifetime to charge up. You can plug it level two at your home. It's going to take more than 10 hours. This is a big set of batteries. So like I said, this is a special vehicle for people that really want something unique. I prom Right now, they're only being sold in the U.S. I'll bet you $50 are going to be all over the world but as soon as they have dealers because uh, people are going to turn and sell them. And how much? About making money. How much do well, they cost? All right. Are you sitting down? That's where the... I, I am you know, bolted. It's got a lot though. of great technology. And the crab walk <laughs> is cool. It's got 10 degrees of articulation. So the base price is $80,000, but the, what's not available. All you can get is the first edition, which is fully loaded with every possible option. Also comes with a level two charger. And it's, this starts it without the, all the extras is 110,000. Uh, not for your average person. So, so the stripped I mean, model is $80,000. And it doesn't have a lot of storage either. I mean, it's got small cargo bed because you're going to put extra tires on. They, they run only on off-road tires so what ends up happening with the off-road tire is it's a rougher ride and they're going to wear out quicker because they're designed for off-roading not mm -hmm. designed to drive every day to the grocery store which people will do and when you find the cost of those tires they're 35 inch they're pretty expensive 
But there's tons of available tech, tons of great driver aids. It's a very impressive range. And off-road, we it it was as good as a Range Rover. I mean, it, it was really cool. We did some serious off-roading, okay. rock climbing. And it, it's got a lot of neat things. They really thought about, like, if I was going to make this really cool electric off-road vehicle, what would I make? And that's what they made. But, again, the price is crazy, but there's nothing you can do about that. And, and I also think it's important to note that, for the average person, this is not your deal. This is not a Kona EV. This is not a Tesla Model 3. This is not a Ford Mach-E. This is a very unique piece. Uh, Lauren Fix is her name. She is the car coach. I suggest you follow her on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. But go to the YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. Check out the Car Smarts every week. Lauren, next week is the auto show in New York City. I'm still yep. trying to get there for media day, so don't count me out yet. Don't give away my ticket yet. I won't. No, I'll be there, and I'll be covering my Friday segment will be what's new coming out, because a lot of stuff they've actually kept quiet, hmm. which is unusual. Usually we know in advance, okay, it's going to be this, this, and this. I'm not going to waste my time going to that to reveal. But we are going to have quite a bit of interesting information. I know that BMW's got product. Lamborghini has product. Kia, Hyundai, Ford, Lincoln. So it's, Lincoln's going to have Elvis's uh, Lincoln there. So that'll be cool because it's, it's 100 years of Lincoln. Wow. Well, that will be cool. Thank you, yeah. my friend. I hope to see you in person next week. I look forward to it. 